after reviewing a lot of video and reading quite a few blogs and articles, I've decided to give my take on the subject that concerns unexplained sightings and the people involved with them. At first, I will not go into details. I'll start out only with the basics, speaking about what I'm seeing. Later, I can get into more detail about subjects that interest me the most. So this w uh, will not deal with any details about certain events. I'll mention a few things, but I won't be talking about everything that, that is involved with these topics. If you wish to find out more about them, research yourself and or wait until later later when I uh, post more about it. Those will be more detailed and I'll try my best to be as uh, neutral about these topics as I can. And if I if you wish to comment, feel free to. I encourage conversation in everything I post. With that said, I'll start. From what I see so far, believers are broken down into about three categories. One category believes in doing investigations according to scientific research, deductive reasoning and analysis as well. Most of these individuals are not regular people on the street either. There are scientists, politicians, retired military officers, and more. These people have set up their own organizations that go out and investigate not only the sightings, but are mostly interested in the cases involving landings as well. With clipboards in hand, they investigate the place, check marks next to, no, they, they investigate and place check marks next to what needs to be checked. Some of the people who are involved in, in this camp are also ex-members of Operation Blue Book. No, this operation is not a fairyland make-believe operation created by alien kooks and nuts. It actually existed and it was sponsored by the government. The operation's true intentions, though, is under suspicion. Many who work for the operation claim that its true intention was only to stifle claims instead of investigating them. This is why some of Operation Blue Book members went on to create organizations after the program was ended. Many of, this, many of these individuals were also involved in the disclosure hearings that took place in Washington. A retired Minister of Defense from Canada in, and military Air Force pilots told their stories in front of Congress. An investigator who covered the briefs for Watergate and the death of Karen Silkwood in 1974 gave some interesting testimony also stating clearly in, in open hearings that Silkwood was assassinated by the CIA in order to cover up a smuggling ring of uranium uranium that was being shipped to Israel from the US illegally 
He also stated that negotiations were made between the U.S., Israel, and Iran with concerns to, to these operations. As I researched for myself, I found out that it was a fact Karen Silkworth did die under mysterious circumstances. This information of an assassination, though, was not given until the disclosure hearings. Previously, I did research in a separate issue, in a separate issue concerning Israel and Operation Samson. That really caught my curiosity right there. This brings me to the second category of believers. These individuals seem to believe in the old folklore about UFOs and aliens. Some are conspiracy theory theorists as well. Adding the Illuminati to the twist and the Rothschild family themselves. For a good understanding of these people, we first have to go back into history itself to explain. Back in the 1880s, a very popular German science fiction book was written. It was called the Vrelia. This book spoke of underground dwellings where aliens from another planet lived. According to the story, these beings not only live there, but they have been there for thousands of years. Their mental capabilities were so advanced that they had to go beneath the earth. If they ever surfaced, they would cause immense chaos because of those abilities. Humans could not handle the presence of these beings and we would all perish because we were brought into contact with them. Stories concerning, concerning giants have also contributed to this tale also. This originally started among the Christian population with regards to Genesis in the, in the Bible. According to this story, angels fell from the sky and had sex with animals as well as human females. This in turn produced genetically altered beings that devoured humans and are mentioned throughout history. The Anunnaki are mentioned by the Sumerians too in their text describing cre creation. Debates between religious cults and alien believers are divided on this subject. The ancient astronaut theorists, though, believe they are all related, citing of remains that belong to giant human-like beings have been made all throughout history. Indians have stories that go back hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Paintings of aliens are on stones that depict not only spaceships, but aliens in spacesuits too. The Virilian, though, is what is the most interesting part of this category of alien believers. After the book was written, it was thought that it inspired Hitler himself. An order, an order known as Vril began to develop just before World War II. These were devout believers in what the book taught and records do show that the cult did have strong ties to the Nazis. 
Heinrich Himmler himself was a Satanist but also believed in this cause. On a demented form of spirituality, sacrifice, and extraterrestrial beings, developing into what the Third Reich would eventually follow. We can say that a form of dementia itself fell over an entire country, wouldn't we? Or was there more? The fact that the Nazis were interested in building deep underground military dwellings itself makes you wonder. Stories like this also seem to cast doubt on the idea that Operation Paperclip was real too. After World War II and well into the Cold War, a story appeared in the alien UFO circles that interested me. I can say that some of the story made me interested because it was provocative. This wasn't the entire reason though either. Circumstances behind the storyteller's death were also a factor. His name was Phil Snyder and he was a contractor who worked for the government. In his claims, he stated that not only did he work for them, he also helped build Area 51. The, productive, the provocative part of his story consists of him working in tunnels and falling into an underground lair. These, this area was occupied by aliens who took him prisoner. Later, an elite crack commando force fighting against the aliens freed him. In the process of freeing him, though, he lost fingers on his left hand as a result. Because of his work with the government, he was also tested and it was found that he had contracted cancer. He, he was in the final stages during his last days. During his final days, Phil traveled around the country, speaking at conferences and telling his story. As he traveled, he would also tell people at these conferences that the government made several attempts on his life. He spoke about the reason for why he was coming out with the truth also. Apparently, a friend who he had worked with was assassinated by the government. The person who he was referring to was involved with the Star Wars program under Ronald Reagan during the 80s. This man was able to put a, a noose around his neck, tie it to a tree limb, get back into the car, and shift his vehicle into gear. It was a convertible. He was found dead in a park after tying a rope to his neck and sitting on his car as it moved out from under him. The, ropes, the report said that it was a suicide of course. During the research into this, I started learning about companies based out of England, Mar Mar Marconi in particular, this company profits off of building weapons of mass destruction. Scientists hired by this company developed, this, developed 
the satellite systems that go into submarines so that you can see what is happening in Phoenix, Afghanistan, India, or wherever else they want to see. Not only did I find out about Marconi, further into my research I learned about GCHQ and England's surveillance program in Cheltenham. This one scientist wasn't the only death. There have been many more deaths as well, either by suicide or because of mysterious circumstances. In a statement to the press, Margaret Thatcher claimed that these deaths didn't warrant an investigation. They were all coincidental. If only there were just three or four deaths, I could be inclined to agree. But that isn't the case. All through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even into part of the 90s, over 33 scientists have died because of mysterious deaths. Some have gone missing without a trace, and of course, an investigation was unwarranted. Disclosure is a scary word, I bet. At the end of Phil Snyder's life, he was forced to wear a catheter and had to use a wheelchair. His body was discovered dead in 1996 in his apartment. He was supposed to have committed suicide by hanging himself. It was too much to do himself considering he had a hand that was deformed. He also had a shoulder problem as well, yet he was able to lift himself up and wrap the catheter hose around something three times. I find his death more suspicious than the stories he told. If this is not an assassination, then I myself would suggest that there is a cult out there. A society that is so bent on telling conspiracy that they would help members kill themselves in order to do it. On July 23, 2015, a mystery man was found dead in a parking lot. He was there for well over two weeks and his body was decomposing. Oddly, the mystery about this man thickened when his fiance went missing as well. As the story unraveled, it became more and more insane. When the fiance was found, the story she told was so intense it could easily be made into a Hollywood movie. According to the fiance and her assistant, who were both missing, this man was an alien from another planet. He was sent to Earth to save us from ourselves, it seems. An alien superhero for mankind. The man's name was Jeffrey Lash, and he didn't have any family or children. He and his fiance were together for 17 years, and all the time he told her he was a government agent who did work with agencies concerning security. She also knew of his story that he was an alien super soldier sent to Earth to save humanity as well. 
Lash was diagnosed with cancer also and gave instructions to his fiance that when he died, he, his people would take care of him and to not worry about it. Not only was she told this, but her assistant was told this as well. Both females actually believed the story so much that on the moment of his death, they abandoned his body in a parking lot, fleeing to Oregon, Oregon out of fear that Jeffrey Lash's associates would kill them for knowing too much. At this stage, the assistant, Dawn Fad Bunker, apparently didn't let her family know that she was leaving the state, so they reported her as missing to the police. After two weeks, the two women came to their senses, though, and decided to return to Los Angeles. When they returned, they also went to the parking lot to see if Jeffrey Lash's body was removed, only to find it decomposing where they had left it two weeks before. Now they saw they had made a grave mistake. They then contact a lawyer, Harland Braun, asking that he contact the local police and report the incident. In the initial investigation, the police not only find the decomposing body, they find a cache of weapons and ammunition. 1,200 guns and 6 tons of ammunition was found, and much more is thought to be scattered throughout Los Angeles, all belonging to Jeffrey Lash. With no rational explanation for how he was able to buy these weapons or obtain the money in order to do it, he, was, he, he also had $17,000 in cash on him and owned 17 vehicles. Some of these vehicles were also militarized and capable of traveling on water and in harsh terrain. Though we can easily say that him being an alien is nothing but hogwash, what about the money? What about the guns and ammunition? Reports made from the police department say that nothing illegal was committed. These vehicles and guns with their ammunition was legitimate and no, and no crimes were committed in order to obtain them. The fact that a human body was able to sit in a parking lot in the middle of Los Angeles is strange enough. Now we come to the third category of alien believer. I like to call these the category that consists of the gray area. This area has a lot of people who are really smart and diligent in their efforts to find evidence of extraterrestrial, but are also mixed, mixing it up with folklore. Conspiracy and things of that nature I watch videos done by a cosmonaut who monitors the International Space Station. He shows good evidence concerning lights that streak across space and in our atmosphere. These occur regularly. Some video evidence showed that these lights form from UFOs while they are being filmed. 
The problem is this. Even though the cosmonaut has the video, he constantly talks about the Illuminati conspiracy to, to without information from the people. Then he goes on to into the spill about the dark government and their plot to control society. I don't care how smart you are, what you have for credentials, or what job you have had in the past. When the word Illuminati comes out of your mouth, all credibility is gone. With the first category of believers, they state that out of all the investigations they perform, only 5% is, are credible. To be credible, there has to be something that is not able to be explained. Most of the sightings that are found are either explainable or they are thought of as a hoax. There are plenty of people out there too who have this insatiable desire to come up with a good hoax. They will go the extra mile to convince people of a conspiracy, alien sighting, or ghost haunting. Just so they can say that they fooled someone. I've found a few myself. One was concerning UFO sightings in Mexico. The video was supposed to show a glowing object racing across the video feed. The only problem is they had another smaller object that was glowing racing the other direction below the object. This is nothing more than a trick using a pulley in order to create the effect. In order to find good, credible evidence, it is always a good rule of thumb to attempt to debunk the evidence first. I encourage it on every post I put on my page.